morning, Dave. I'm just a regular panther and I've just downloaded the podcast, Science Shed. What, why, why, am I, why do I have to listen to it then? Well, the Science Shed, Dave, is, a, is an irreverent ramble through the undergrowth of academia with two uh, academic scientists. What, what's an academic scientist? Well, it's kind of like a, a... Well, we're just kind of people that work at universities. I work at the University of Cambridge and, and uh, Nick Evans works at the University of Southampton. And, and what are you doing there then? What do you do? Well, we're both researchers, but really we just kind of get together once every two weeks and just talk about some interesting things we found. Sounds like a pretty easy job to me, mate. It is pretty easy. Pretty well, cushy lifestyle, to be honest, Dave. Great. <laughs> well, would you like to hear it? Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Right, let's have a go. Great. Why do we need Petrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting? So, um, what did you think of that mozzarella, tomato, and basil ciabatta that I made? That was really good. Nick just made me lunch. It was very kind of him. Uh, We've just come down to Southampton uh, for the day to do a bit of podcasting and to see how Nick's doing. He made me a sandwich. It's very nice. And a cup of tea. Yeah. I had to make it myself because he always puts too much milk in. Right? Well, I like my. I tell you, I've got very specific needs with needs. my tea. I'd say they were I needs. need them. They're not, they're not preferences, they're right. needs. Okay. So my tea has to be brewed to the maximum possible strength of the bag. I agree. With the hot water. But then I like to temper the strength by adding cold. a significant proportion of water. I like it at mass temp. I like it at drinking. I, I can drink it at. I don't want to have to go sort of go. No, I like that. No, I like to go like that, like a like a pig at a trough. There's a famous um, scientific uh, like kind of uh, idiom, isn't it? That so that that uh, coffee is a way of of uh, turning uh, scientific ideas into papers I or didn't money know that. or research money into papers. That explains why I've got not got that many good papers. Because you don't, I don't coffee. drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, and obviously it wouldn't make any sense if it was tea. Anyway. Nick. Steve. How you doing? Hey, got my tea. So yeah, we just, we're refueled, aren't we? Yeah. To carry on. Cup of tea and ready to go. So I was thinking about what we were talking about last week when you went to uh, visit your collaborator in Germany. And there we were talking about two things. We were talking about um, atomic force microscopy and also kind of owning physical media. And so it got me thinking, I think I've got an idea for a new segment, Nick. First off, I'm going to start off with a little little sound bite. Yeah. I'm going to play you something. I want you to tell me what it is. Okay. All right. You ready? So hopefully we just we hooked up the laptop here. So hopefully this will work. Let's try it. Oh, 
All right. Do you know what that is? Sounds like what is something it? like some very angry important. insect trapped in like a, a jar. Sounds like an angry insect trapped in a jar. That's the it's thing. not. It's not that. Sounds no, like it, a sort of insect. It. Do you know what it is? It's. It's the first ever recording of the human voice. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, taken from 1860, which is actually... That you, late? Yeah, which, when you think about things... Oh, it's, it's so weird, isn't it, when you think about how recent a lot of things that we take for granted... Totally. Blooming hell. Yeah, so that's uh, originally it was recording on a, on a phono-autograph, they called it at the time, right? Which is the... Uh, so that someone... Um, this was done before Edison's wax cylinder experiments, which is what's how people kind of traditionally know. See, I don't um, know anything about the um, how because I I know how a record player works. Yeah. So how does a record player work? You drag a needle over a surface that's got lumps in it, and it vibrates, and that is turns into sound. So how do you record it? How do you record well, it? I don't know. I assume that you you must do it the other way around. So you you make something vibrate that scratches some pattern onto something. That's exactly right. Yeah, so that's that's how you do it. Is that how they did it in that one? Yeah. So what was really interesting with that with this one, the way they did it is they did it. Um, basically, you have to convert the sound waves into some kind of physical form, and then you can read that back. Mm. Um, so when you look, if you zoomed in on the grooves of the record, what you should see is the waveform of the music on there. Um, I'd and love so to see that. I'm about to show you it. Oh, cool. We yeah. have to put this up. Yeah, we will. I want to retweet this. Too. So, um, so uh, it's. So that's exactly how, how it works, right? So what you're doing there is you're, you have a needle and then that needle is being dragged over a kind of, well, to record the initial things, which actually was worked in this original recording of 1860. Um, they did it on uh, graphite plates. So they basically covered like a bit of glass in, in soot. And then they had like a big cone of a voice uh, sorry, big cone, and then at the end of that, they have a very thin needle. And then you basically shout into the cone and the mm. the the... the, the, the compressions of the air from you shouting gets translated to this very fine needle mm. and then what happens is they move the, the plate behind the cone and the needle goes up and down and the mm. the the the, 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 the um, that's why it's kind of really noisy because there's lots of it's really quite, I, I did notice there was some background <laughs> well it was the first ever recording it reminded me it reminds me of my copy of dark side of the moon by right. Floyd, which is <laughs> scratched it sounds like it's gone through the wash right okay um <laughs> But so actually when they first did it, they didn't know how to read it back. So they originally recorded it and they had no way of actually playing it back. So, so the, the time between uh, this being recorded and the first time being played back is like 10 years. They had the, before they could have the technology to kind of read it back. That's amazing. So, so, it, so the same thing happens with the records. You have a needle that gets dragged over a groove. So here's a question for you, Nick. How does, uh, uh, how, um, how, long's a, how long's the groove in a record? Do you have any idea of that? Um, I can probably... Work it, work it out in a crude Gone in. form now. I have a rough rough guess. Okay, so the side of a record is about um, 20 minutes, something like that. Yeah. That's sort of an argument, say 20 minutes. Um, a record rotates at about 33 revolutions per minute. The diameter of a record in the middle is probably in the region of about 10 centimetres. Yeah. Right, okay, see where yeah. I'm going with this. I do, yeah. The circumference um, of a circle is... Pi D. Pi D? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Two pi off, pi yeah, yeah. So that's about three and a bit times 10 centimetres. So that's yeah. about 0.33 metres. Yeah. The circumference. And then so how many ridges? 33 times revolutions per minute. Oh my God, 20 minutes. 20 times 33, 700 odd. So it's about 700 revolutions times 0.3 of a metre. That's another three. Couple of hundred meters. 
that's very good. It's about five hundred meters on a on a on a record, um, and there's lots of so so that's good. And is a record stereo or mono? Most records, I should say. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, after after stereo was invented, the yeah. records are stereo. That's true. So, so so there's two tracks of sounds in 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 the majority of records. So, uh, do you know do you know how that's encoded in the in in a record? Um, it's quite cool. I don't actually. I would assume that it's it's all there in one one single an analog format, but it's somehow no, because you can turn the you can turn it left and you can turn it right. On um, uh, if you put it in an amplifier, they're actually s separate tracks on are recorded separately. Are they and not like superimposed on each other? In the no, in it's the really cool. So There's two needles. That's that's one way you could do it, but engineers are even smarter than that. Normally we bash engineers, but I think this is really cool. So if you imagine the needle, and I'm about to show Nick a, an Im a, a scanning electron micrograph of a movie of a, of a of a needle being dragged along these ridges. If you imagine a kind of needle in a valley, which is the record, what happens is each one of the walls of the valley is a different track in the stereo. So the left hand side of the valley and the right hand side are different. And as the needle gets dragged through, if the if um, through the valley, if uh, the, the 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 valley wobbles a little bit, and that, the the wobbles are the are the waveform of the left and the right channel in the stereo, and what that's that's transduced to a magnet that's that's only only sensitive to one axis of the valley. So the reason oh, it's right. actually so it vibrates in two different planes. Exactly, kind of. it's a vibrating. And the magnet in two, can separate out the vibrations. Two, two separate two magnets. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually really cool. So I'm now going to turn around. It's amazing that, like, Isn't you know, I've, I like records and I listen to records a lot. I just like them. I like moving things. I, I'm an old-fashioned guy in that I like to manipulate things in, in with my hands. Right. So if I listen to music, I don't like. Well, I suppose with a computer, you muck around with a computer, but. You've been at work all day and you're working computer. I don't want to be squinting at a screen to find you some want to track. Pick up a big. I want to. I want to think. Well, I want to listen to this at the moment. And yeah. I'm going to pop it on. I think and there's definitely you, a ceremony with vinyl, isn't there? Yeah, that's I associated think so. with it. So I'm going to show you now. Right. So here's here's an example. Of, so this guy actually record. It's actually quite difficult to make this recording. So it's surprising he did this. But what you can see here is a needle being dragged through the the ridges and the valleys of. Uh, of a record, and we'll we'll pop, 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 we'll post a link to this before, but you can actually see the different waveforms of the valley as the needle is dragged through the groove of the record. So I'm just watching here. This is a video, and it looks like it kind of looks like um, a Commodore 64 computer game <laughs> called Captain Blood, <laughs> when there's lots of valleys that you fly your spaceship down, and it's kind of white, black and white, and there's a huge thing in the middle, like a big prong, which is the needle. And it's just looks like it fits really snugly into the valley, and it's just kind of sliding along and moving around to the left and right as it's dragged. And those through. kind of wobbles are just amplified by your record player, and that's the origin of the sound. You know, when I see things like that, I think maybe it's all made up and it's magic <laughs> after all. Because when you when I see that, I'm thinking, yeah. no way. Is that? <laughs> I look at it and I think. That thing is can not turn that in, <laughs> it, into a whole lot of love. I, yeah. I just think, you know, sometimes I think it's. I'm like, I feel like that dude in um, the Truman Show. Right, Truman. You, think, you think there's some. I think you're like, nah, I'm not having it. I'm going, not having it. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I, even though I'm a scientist, I can't totally expel that feeling from my. Yeah, oh, I think it's a really nice. So actually, uh, to actually record. Uh, so we used an electron microscope to be able to record that that movie I showed, um, and um, it's actually very difficult to do that because uh, we have to move something inside the chamber. 
Yes. Yeah, so People re- don't often do live imaging using... Well, what he did is he took he basically put it on a translation stage, took a picture, rotated a bit, took a picture, took, took, okay. rotated a bit. So it's not actually so being you, played back probably, in real time. Yeah, so you lose... It's it's not a true representation of the movement of the needle, perhaps. Oh no, it's it's when it's it's you know. It'll be where it's it settles, but there may be effects which are related. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But but it's and it also means that it's very difficult to image with electrons. Uh, I think that, that aren't is an amazing conductive. thing. Isn't it cool? See. Yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah, I'm so, genuinely impressed by that. Okay, good. Well, I hope, hopefully <laughs> people enjoy it. But yeah, so it's just really interesting. I think that. Like vinyl records, you don't think is a new technology, but even there, you can just be astounded by how pretty and beautiful it is. Fantastic. Fantastic. Nick, so how was your ground panel? Oh, um, so we spoke about that last time on the podcast. Yeah, so if you listen to um, a podcast a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about I was on a what's called a grant panel. Yeah, so you were going, you were deciding who's getting the cash to do the science. Or I was the involved, power. involved. Kind of like a puppet master. Were you? Just, did you feel like you just had all this power? I felt did, like I had. A, did a you pa- feel like the chief of Dark Star Comics? In, I had. In I feel like again. I feel like I had an amount of power disproportionate disproportionate to my ability. <laughs> so you just left. <laughs> kind of like if Donald Donald Trump was the president. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I kind of feel be. like. Was it? Did you feel a little bit like um, David Bowie in the labyrinth? Like just playing with that, like contact juggling with that glass ball. What, and turning the clock, making the clock, doing really unreasonable things. Yeah, exactly. That's how Um, it felt. I found it an interesting experience. So how did it go? So it was good. So first of all, before I mention anything, everything's everything's confidential, but I can talk generally about my experiences. Um, So I've not done it before. I'm a fairly, I'm a youthful academic. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like... I haven't had a huge amount of experience of these sorts of things. You haven't got that much grey hair. No, I'm. I think I'm very useful. Mm. Well, I'm only twenty nine. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. So basically, just to recap. So if you're a scientist and you want to do some research, you need some money to do it. Uh-huh. In the UK, sources of money are primarily from the government, taxpayer-funded research. Yeah, just sort of. Um, money which everyone pays in tax some of it goes to research because it's considered a, a way of boosting the economy basically mm-hmm. um and some of it's charitable research so this grant panel was money which is taxpayers money not so, most of it so the average joe on the street's paying for it and there's more there's more people that want to do science than there is money to fund that yeah and this is a research council called the bbsrc um, which stands for the biological and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should really know that. <laughs> BBS, Bio- something like biomedical, biomedical science. Biomedical science, yeah, yeah. something like that. Oh, my God, sorry, everybody. <laughs> but, you know, these are acronyms. Make yeah. it easier for you. Anyway, it's not the bi- acronyms, it's, it's initialization. The pr- it's the Biological Research Council. Yeah, yeah. Not so it does, it does stuff that ranges from crop science and growing plants to algae to you know farming chickens but also sort of generally basic biomedical research so right. molecular things and science not not molecular things but things that underpin medicine which aren't necessarily making a treatment right so they try and exclude they so don't things. focus on diseases there's another council called the medical research council it's another story it's quite difficult to distinguish sometimes as a gray area anyway yes yeah, so basically you all go you rock up to it was a hotel on the outskirts of Swindon. Right. Very glamorous. Uh, <laughs> uh, this I bet. Was, 
No, it used to be. Was everyone dressed in tuxes? Dark glasses? uh, Entourages? Some people dress well, other people not so well. Were you in the latter? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's in a a hotel on the outskirts of Swindon. It actually used to be a military hospital. Now it's turned into a hotel. Um, But in short, that you, you can apply. So I actually applied to be um, on a panel. So what happens is you write a, an application for money mm-hmm. and you send it to the council and they ask people to look at it and give their opinion of it. They collect it back. Um, the person that writes the application then has a chance to answer the, any questions. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the panel and, and they have a lot of applications. So in different rounds, there may be 100, 150 applications of which about 20%, one in five, will be funded. Okay. So there's not, you know, most of them will get rejected. So what happens at the panel is those applications get divvied out to different panel members. So there may be 30 or 40 people on the panel. Right. And you, as a panel member, introduce a grant. So, 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 paint the picture. You've got a big room with a, with a table yeah. around the outside, and forty people all with a little pile of their own grants in front of them that exactly. they've got to they've got to t- tell the others how great or bad the science is. Exactly, and they have to sort of sh- sort of look at the comments, interpret what's been said, understand the grant, and understand whether the comments that the referees have made are valid okay. based on the response the person wrote. So there's a quite it's a big job, right? So mm, I hadn't done it lot. before. I invested a lot of time. It's the first time I'd done it. I was very conscientious and I found it very interesting to do generally. And also... Is it kind of being like being on, like doing jury service? Is there like some big personalities that really want oh, a grant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, What's that? Is it 12 Angry Men? What's that film? It's a is little it like bit along that? those lines. So you've got people of differing personalities. Some of them are very senior people. Some of them are very junior people. Right. So there's quite a good... Mix. I w- yeah, I was well, impressed. That, with, makes me, that makes me happy. I was impressed with the breadth of um, career stages that, that were there. Naturally, there's so there's a chair. Uh-huh. So per, a person chairs it, and then there are people who bef- they give the name of the grant, and then you have to... So then you have to say something about the things that you've looked at. So you state what, what it is and all yeah, the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... The other, so there's two of you introducing. You both have to give a score independently. Oh, based. really? So, so every grant is evaluated by two people. Yeah. So largely, and it's my opinion that the referees are there for a reason. Right. So if they've scored a grant highly, yeah, you have to, you know, make a. If you want to say that it's not correct, you have to make a really key, yeah. key argument against. So that. I mean, my personal opinion is you should go. It's why the referees are there. Right. Having said that, there was many occasions where. There wasn't. Arguments. It was overruled. Yeah, pretty interesting. Much. So yeah. sometimes, so okay. So there are examples where someone wrote a grant that the reviewers liked, mm. and then, but actually, when you had a, when you discussed it amongst this in this kind of round table, yeah, it yeah. was decided that it's not it's not of sufficient quality to yeah, be. Yeah, but it can take it can be only a couple of opinions, which will. That was interesting to right, see right, 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 because right. you know there were. It's always going to be a bit. Um, and was it quite aggressive? Are people there? They, there they, were like, some aggressive right. behaviours on display. Or is it all very kind of English, where everyone's like, "Oh no, that's, that's, that's great." No, there were. There were def- ah, good. Oh, well, academics are generally of a particular. <laughs> 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 They've got a particular personality type. Yeah. And I met. I've got a friend who works for the BBSLC. Yeah. I met up with with him afterwards, 
um, and his girlfriend, and we we discussed, um, you know, just general matters yeah. regarding it. And we, he was saying that a lot of people are sort of ent J characters. Have you heard of this? No. Myers Briggs personality. Oh, ent J. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, you I, were de- I, you I, were definitely I, an ent J. No, I'm ENTP. Oh, I was ENTP. Maria did it for me. Yeah, did it with yeah, me in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. And I turned out to be an MP. The, the, um, but I would say you're an NJ. No, 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 no. Every oh. time I've done it, I'm that. MP. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an MP. Anyway, so... The inventor, um, they call it. I can't often. believe yeah. I remember. P-, P is for perceiving. Yeah. J is for, like, judging or something. So I'm a bit more glad that I'm a P than a J. Yeah. But um, anyway, so... Yeah, there was a lot of discussion. And I would say, as, as processes go, and it's never going to be totally fair, I was impressed... With the level of fairness. That's Having good. said that, I think there's a fair amount of noise in the system. There's some people that can play the game kind of thing. Well, there's certain things. And as a reviewer, and it's this is, you can see, as someone who's sitting on the panel, you can see what the scores are, but you can also see who's refereed, um. who the referee is. So you can start to get a feel for whether there might be reasons. Right. So sometimes the people who referee it, you know, have some interactions with the person who submitted the grant. So, that, so, so it's, in their, it's in their interest for that. For that all of to the be conflicts funded. of interest are declared, mm-hmm. but it's up to the BBSC to choose who's going to do this. And to be fair, that it sounds a bit nefarious, but it's not because you can imagine if you're working with someone in that particular area, you could end up being. It's not surprising that you're actually well qualified to evaluate that grant. So you may not be exactly overlapping, yeah. but, but you if could you're, easily be. But if you're a competitor. You know, you're going to be like, hell be, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in, one part of you encourages you. Yeah. Um, because you can see it's fair. So if you've generally got a good application, it, it has an increased chance of getting through. Uh-huh. The background, you know, I always thought, you know, people, and if this is true, if you've published a lot of nature science publications, it's, it, uh, it's a fact that you're more likely to get a grant. Yeah. Which okay? is kind of fair enough. Kind of, yeah. I mean, not, it means not exclusively. It's like a kind of capitalist thing. The rich gets richer on the, all the time. But, but you, I mean, you've demonstrated you're doing interesting work at the highest yeah, and possible I, and level. Yeah, that's true. And so I certainly saw evidence of that. But less, as, less than I would have thought. Uh-huh. People who had less impressive track records were not excluded based on good. that. Good, that's great. Yeah, so... Yeah. So it was uh, about the idea, whether the idea was good, rather than whether the That was what was most good. of the discussion was about. That's great. So uh, that encouraged me. I was discouraged because some of them were just amazingly good. <laughs> so you're always competing with really, really. And you're like, oh man, that's like, so good. How are you going to compete with with some of that? Some yeah. of some of it was was really um, good stuff. Inspirational. But, so it and it also, if you're on a panel, you get more of an insight into how things are reviewed. Yeah. So it can help you pitch them and write them better. You know the sorts of things that get flagged up. Yeah. It's quite interesting as well. You're, as a panel member, of this, let's say 40 of you, you're never going to read 150 applications. So you're talking, so, so just to give you an idea, it, it, there's probably related to a grant application, size of A4, it, when you include everything, you're probably talking 50 pages. That you've got to get and you had 150 you've probably proposals. Got, you've probably got 15 pages of stuff, which is absolutely essential. And then you've got another 35 pages of information, which is important. So if you try and read all those, it's just not possible. But I read a few, a few of the others as well, and I was able to comment yeah. on them. And you mean when they came up? But you can. This is a thing on a panel. You can make a relatively small point, and it can alter the course you can of propagate. Yeah. So and that that happens. And but it's kind of like 
I mean, it's a it's an open process, but it yeah. depends in you know how much people have read around the background. That's really that's really interesting. So I enjoyed it, and also it was fun because there were some other people how, I how met. Long did, how long did it take? Two. It's a long, two solid days, just nonstop all day. Well, the first day you meet early in the in what in Swindon in Swindon yeah well you don't I didn't I went out on because it's two days yeah it was a Thursday and a Friday and I went out on the Friday afternoon because just out the door yeah to have a coffee and I thought oh my god I've not actually been out <laughs> since I arrived because <laughs> it's uh, it's intense it's you know it's eleven or twelve hour days yeah of stuff and it's meetings so and you have to you, you can't gotta, just you nod off pay attention oh time, yeah, yeah yeah you got to pay attention. But yeah, I thought I was encouraged by it more than discouraged. Well, that's based great. on my previous knowledge. Well, science continues to yeah. progress, but in I think a good way. I think there's noise in the system. So I think you think some, I, some, I would some advise through. Oh, oh, well, yes. <laughs> and I would advise like, that is a bad grant. My advice to you've got to write. So first yeah. of all, I think you've got to write a good grant because you're going to get found out if it's not a well-written grant with yeah. a, with a you know it's got to be. It has to be understandable at a basic level. Yeah, what's so the I question? Getting, How are you going to address getting it? Getting that across really quickly is important. Yeah. But then, of course, all the details are important. But on my advice to anyone, not speaking from someone who's like a successful person. <laughs> yeah, but you've got grants. But I think, I think that you've got to put, I would put more, more in. Effort. More grants. And Make sure they're of a particular standard. But okay, get them in all the so time. So there's the option of so because you'd always you've always got a chance, I think. And I think I think that's exactly depends the, the on who reviews I've, it. I've had is that the the kind of sample noise is yeah. is large, and so the the solution is you've everyone's got these kind of anecdotal pieces of information where they say that was such a good idea, it was such a good grant. I spent ages working on it, and it didn't get funded. Yeah, yeah. And then people have got the opposites true, where they they just kind of whack it in. It was kind of done at the last minute, and it managed to get funded. Yeah, so and I've I, had one like that, which which makes me kind of of. I mean, just thinking about you, you get in these you probably get you know 10 percent of the grants yeah they're just amazing right and you know like, they're gonna no get, way this isn't gonna get funded it, it takes a, a lot yeah. and then you get another 10 percent which are not good right you know they which aren't yeah. they're not you know there's significant and then you've probably got 70 or 80 percent of grants which are of a very good standard right so if you re the jostling, same panel 10 times that's a very interesting experiment i'd yeah. love to see tried i would really like to see it tried I, my prediction would be amongst the grant in that thing yeah i think it would be two-thirds so you think a third is in the noise yeah wow that's amazing that's my opinion but so that's just my guess that's, that's a hypothesis no, no, i mean it's interesting yeah. A hypothesis I don't know whether other, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether other people would agree with me or whether that's a controversial thing to say even but oh, well there you go nick yeah. evans controversial scientist <laughs> from the 1800s or um bernie camber ditch <laughs> you mean benedict cumberbatch that's the fella <laughs> bernie cumberbatch when he's in the in the ones with the hobbit yeah no not basically that. spock and the hobbit spock spock and the <laughs> it's like a superhero <laughs> film when they match things up batman vc for man yeah 
Spock versus the Hobbit. Hobbit. Can you imagine a world <laughs> and with would just Spock <laughs> and the Hobbit? <laughs> they could just be like the How same would they person interact? going backwards and forwards. So you'd have Frodo or Bilbo yeah. and Spock. Yeah. It would be an, it'd be like the it's like an odd couple relationship. Bilbo and Spock. I think I don't think it would work. I think Spock would just be a bit he's a bit of a dick, Spock. I like, like no, I like Spock, but I don't like him in the new Star Trek films. I liked him and he was coldly logical. He's right. too emotional in the new Star Trek films. Well, he is half human, isn't he? No, but in the original ones, he was very Vulcan, yes, and they've humanised him to an excessive degree. Now he's like a surly teenager. So you're a Nimoy, Nimoy Spock fan. Oh, uh, I, I can't understand how anyone could be anything different. So in, in your he is the only Spock. Yes. There is not another Spock. The new Spock I don't like because he's too surly and adolescent. Right. I don't like him. I kind of agree. I but anyway, should we go? <laughs> no, I also want to ask you about accents in Hobbits. Accents in Since Hobbits. We're on the topic. Yeah, go on then. Could Samwise Gamgee have had any other accents apart from Country Bumpkin? Could he? Could he been? Could he been uh, from the West Midlands? Yeah. Can you imagine? Fred? Is it? Oh, Sam, we're going to go into Mordor. Yeah. What I found out. <laughs> well, I've got the rabbits. We can eat the rabbits later on. Uh, that would be can good. It up. work. Or Scottish, maybe. So Frodo goes, oh, Sam, so we'll go and meet the Ents in the... Yeah. Uh, they didn't meet the Ents. So, so, yeah. okay. Never mind. But imagine, we're going to meet the Ents in Entwood. Uh, I hate <laughs> See it. Oh, uh, I'll take my bar. It couldn't be Scottish. No. How about French? French. Oh, Frodo. Uh, sorry. Uh, Samwise, we'll... Um, we need to go and visit Saruman in Isengard. But they're, they're all like that in Hobbiton. Oh, Monsieur Frodo. <laughs> Uh, well, we can uh, later on we can go. Mm. Could never have had another. Yeah, accent. I mean, it's but all of the hobbits were were from the West Country, weren't they? They were all like that, weren't they? No, even, they weren't. No, even, they weren't. No, 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 even no, no. Bilbo. No, no, no. They weren't from the West Country. They were like Frodo and Bilbo were kind of just Middle England poshos. Yeah. Merry and Pippin were Scottish. They are Scottish, you're right? Yeah. Or I think was one Scottish and one kind of Irishy or. But they were definitely regional, and then Samwise and all the other all the other bumpkins were all like from the archers. Well, because Tolkien was famously a linguist, right? So you wrote. So I wonder if he wrote wrote that in. Is it in the original? Is in the books? Is there anything about the accent of the hobbits in the books? Uh, No, there's not. I mean, he was. That was all Peter Jackson's. He was living in Warwickshire, I think, when he wrote most of them. Right. But a lot of them, a lot of the place names, because I live in Hampshire now, and there's a place called uh, Mickle Delving. That's a good name. But there's a place near me called Mickle Diva. Right. Or Mitchell Diva or Mitchell Delving. I don't know how to pronounce it. Right. So Anyway, I think we're going off topic with the <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> quite like Back it. to Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I like talking about the Hobbit. So, you know, I'm a, uh, so I'm associated with a college here in Cambridge. Um, so I was, I was at lunch with uh, someone else at the college the other day. And he was telling me he just got back from Japan. And he's in Japan as one. It's actually, he's a, he's a material scientist and, uh, you know, quite a, you know, eminent scientist. And I was chatting and he was saying... He got back from Japan and, he, and I was like, oh, did you enjoy it? He goes, yeah, I went to a, I went to a brick museum. So he went to... <laughs> yeah. A brick museum. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, is this going to be some kind of elaborate, you know, ornate, some, you know, something beautiful that like, happens in Japanese culture whereby they... they made all their... Pa- has that paper in Japan. So... Is that an urban myth? But that's... I don't know. I don't know about that. But, it's, but, but he said, no, it's literally you go into a room and there's a series of like, um, uh, like exhibits... And they just got different like house bricks on like a like a plush velvet cushion. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah. Anyway, so where's this going, Steve? Well, stay with me. 
<laughs> so he's going there, he's having a little look, right? Which is, this is kind of a weird lunchtime conversation to be having with this person. Go to a brick museum, yeah. And he says, I went to, and I was like, why did, how did you find out about this? Where did you, where did you get, where did you get it from? Like, well, like, why would you even go there? He goes, well, I went to one and they had a brick from Sydney Sussex College, Cambridge. And I was like, but you spend every day in Sydney Sussex College, Cambridge. Why do you need to go see it? He goes, so I went to have a look at the brick in the middle of Japan from the college that he kind of goes in every day. And underneath it, there was a little inscription that says Sydney Sussex College, uh, the, uh, the, the college where Sherlock Holmes studied. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I said, I said, I was what? like the, the fictional it's character. Not- uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you know, like we don't have it. We have Oliver Cromwell studied here, right? You think you would pick an actual real famous alumnus? Did Sherlock Holmes come to Sydney Sussex College? Well, so then in I, the books. So I, 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 I dug a little deeper and I said, well, I didn't know that. You know, is that true? In the original Sir Arthur Conan Doyle books, was when there you say you dug a little deeper, you googled it. No, no, no. I spoke to. I was, I was, uh, we carried on the conversation. Oh, we had a ca- oh, right, right, right. Okay. And so I said, I said, why is it? Is it, is it true? So, so in the books, there's nothing. There's nothing in the books about where he studied. Right. You read them all, did you? No, but no, listen to the story. <laughs> um, and um, the the my colleague I was, uh, I was chatting to said, well, actually, they did a study, and this is the type of thing that Cambridge colleges do. So they said, someone said, like, where was the college that that. So, so, so where is um, Sherlock Holmes most likely to have studied? Because he was clearly an educated man. He was very... Uh, so at the time... Oh, this is annoying. What the so in the books, it says he matriculated in 1852. It says that in the books, right? So he got his degree in 1852. Um, and they, so they, they looked at it and said, OK, so at the time, probably it was either Oxford or Cambridge because they were the two kind of big universities during that time. And there's no reference to Oxford ever in any of the stories of Sherlock Holmes. But there is one. One of them is actually set in Cambridge. So they said, OK... Which one? Uh, I don't know. All right. Not the Anne of the Baskervilles, I mean. No, (laughs) No, that's right. (laughs) That's the only one I'm really familiar with. Um, The the Speckled Band, that's a good one. Um, Um, The Reichenbach Falls. That's good, yeah. That's the classic. um, Anyway, so it was in Cambridge. And at the time, they went and so someone actually in the college went and investigated this in a kind of semi-academic way as kind of weird uh, social scientists have the time to do. So they said at the time, he was clearly an expert in chemistry. Right, so like, which is true all the way through the books, like organic chemistry. And at the time, there was only three colleges. There was no chemistry department in Cambridge at that point. Oh my god! This there was only three Cambridge colleges that had chemistry. De- the chemistry one of which was Sydney Sussex. One College. of them was one of them Sydney. One of them was uh, Trinity, and one of them St John's. So, so how did you rule out Trinity and St John's? So they went and looked at the matriculation list of 1852 at all three of those colleges. And in 1852, there was a T.S. Holmes that matriculated from Sydney Sussex College. T.S. Holmes? So they reckon he went by his middle name. <laughs> who was T.S. Holmes? Well, who was T.S. Holmes? That's what well, we don't know. know. But this is that. But I just love the fact that some people have so little th- little to do in their lives that they can actually spend serious yeah, amounts of impressive. mental capacity. And, and they're Japanese people as well. And yeah, and so and so they're. Well, the, why are the Jap- <laughs> Why are they doing that? The Japanese are they ca- like Sherlock Holmes in I Japan? I guess so. They must do because otherwise, why would they? Why would they? It's say like Spinal that? Tap. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> They're big in Japan. Another podcast, Steve. Uh, that was a good chat we had. It was this good, week. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really nice. Although the nights are drawing in, 
if you noticed. That's true. We, 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 when we started the podcast, it was in summer. Now, now, now it's winter. Going into winter, do you think we'll change our mood as we progress? I think we should have a, we could have a Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Or we could have a Christmas, we'll definitely do we'll a Christmas special. Yeah, we've Christmas already special. decided the Christmas special. That's is definitely going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but um, I, th- I enjoyed our chat this week, and I'm looking forward to um, next week's as well. And so if people, other, other listeners like it and they want to hear more, uh, they can find us uh, on iTunes, uh, on YouTube, um, and Twitter. I'm Steve the Chemist. And I'm uh, the Evan at the Evans Lab. So please get in contact, um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Can't wait for it. Bye!